Uh, you obviously figured out we started at 4 o'clock. I believe we started at 4 o'clock live a few weeks ago. Um, it's been fantastic. Our online audience is very large and growing. And a lot of people continue to watch throughout the week, and it goes up and up. But we want to welcome everybody. We haven't done that in a while on Sunday nights. And, um, and uh, from watching from all over the world, New York City, it's 7 o'clock right now. Here in California, it's 4 o'clock. I'm not sure what time it is in Hawaii right now, but I think J.D. probably just finished his prophecy update, for those of you who know J.D. And um, so, uh, listen, we're going to have a great time, but I want to fill you in on a few things before we get started tonight. So, some of the things that I'm mentioning more and more have become controversial. Um, what's weird is, three months ago, these things weren't controversial. I said them all the time. Uh, but now, as things are becoming more real, um, there's a lot more pushback against saying the same things. So we're, we're going to be amending some things, and uh, I'm excited about what's happening, and I believe you will also. So what we're looking at right now, because everything's still real iffy on the open sanctuary, as you know, um, we are here tonight, and um, we are going to be, next week, my guest is Don Perkins. And that's going to be fantastic. <laughs> However, that'll be uh, online only. So this is, yeah, there's just some things I, I just got to work through. So I just need your patience and your prayers. But as, as we're looking at things right now, we really want to, regardless, uh, make great events for Sunday evening. Uh, so as we're looking at things, the nights that we're going to be open, we're going to have... Uh, messianic worship that night like with Lev Shalow or someone like that I'll have a guest like a Don Stewart out that night or whatever it is we want to go really big we'll have a barbecue we'll have product table it'll be like a mini conference on those evenings uh, but we're we're working through everything let me tell you there's a lot of things to work through right now and uh, the main thing is uh, we obviously are working through Sunday mornings and meeting this is our first Sunday night but next Sunday night be online it will be excited uh, exciting I know that you'll be blessed, but you want to get going right now? Okay, so the, here's the other thing. We're also going to do Q&A. Uh, we're going to have live questions. If you've been watching, you know we've been taking live questions online. We're taking those tonight. And also, Pastor Harry is going to be here with the microphone for any of you who are here that want to that have a question also for our guest, Don Stewart. So please welcome uh, the real Don Stewart. The real Don, remember the real Don Steele? Yeah, sure do. How many of you remember the real Don Steele? Yeah, remember, 93 KHJ. That was it. That was, yeah, you guys remember that? Yeah. That was it. Yeah, you just dated yourself, you guys. You know that. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Some of you don't look old enough to remember. I think you just guessed. But, um, man, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. And I'm going to pray. Good. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity this evening. Uh, having a live audience here and online, we praise you. May you be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Don, is there anything you would like to talk about? Uh, I'm fine. You just, I'll just follow your lead. I've got, I've got a lot of things to talk about, but I, I'm sure you have uh, I have more. questions. I have questions. Oh, good. I have more questions and more questions. Okay. So let's start here, I'm going to start with the elephant in the room because it just came up the other day. Okay. 
ban on religious gatherings. Yep. This is France uh, on Friday. Ban on religious gatherings is unlawful, France's top court says. Yep. Hmm, interesting. Uh, President Donald Trump on yep. Friday. That was wonderful. He said, amen. Church is essential. Yes. Amen. Yep. And then, then, Ninth Circuit Court rules yep. against the president and against churches. Right. What do you think about all this? Well, uh, first, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be appealed to the to Supreme Court, and probably this week they'll give an announcement on that. And I, you know, look, uh, you know, if people can go to, you know, uh, Home Depot, they can go to Target, they can go to Walmart or Costco. Yeah, they certainly should be able to go to church here. And uh, it, it's sad that, uh, again, that, that question even came up, that even people would ask that. But there are some governors, some of these blue states, that did the immediate pushback against Donald Trump. You probably heard that, too. Washington State was one of them. city of Chicago, the mayor of Chicago, is making sure there's no parking near any of the churches in the area so people can't go to the church. And they blocked off areas. So, you know, it's a battle we're fighting, Tom. Yeah. And so it's almost like we're moving to another phase of it because now the churches are opening this week. We've had a, quite a few actually open today because of what President Trump said. And, of course, next week's the biggie. Jack's opening as many as 3,000 open in California. And it could very well be. Amen. And we do have the uh, attorney general on our side, Bill Barr. Thank God for that. And so we'll see. You know, it's... Um, yeah, it's amazing we're even having this conversation, isn't it? We've we've been on uh, house arrest, you know, for about two months, and uh, and we've come to find out, obviously, that's not helped whatsoever of, of stemming the death toll. Uh, I'm sure you've got the figure somewhere, 60, what, 68% of the people in Pennsylvania who died from Chinese Communist Party coronavirus are from are from long-term care, or yeah, and in Minnesota, it's 81%. 81 percent of the state of Minnesota. 81 percent. Yeah, in a so yeah. Yeah, and what's being required is people who are healthy, it's being required to lock down. Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. No, and of course, what was a week, week ago or so, Cuomo was surprised because 66 percent of the new admittance to hospital are people who have sheltered in place. They haven't gone out. Yeah. In other words, they, they, they obey the instructions. Two-thirds of the new hospital applicants are people who have, uh, you know, just so stayed they, they stayed home. They stayed home. And got sick. And got sick. Um, there, there's, there's serious issues with it. I, I look at this and it's as if the coronavirus, there's a boundary. So the coronavirus won't go into a Costco, apparently. No, not at all. But it will they, come. They put a sign up there, no, yeah. But apparently when you get into the church parking lot, the coronavirus is just hovering out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah very, very odd. Uh, the whole thing's odd. And then you, you mentioned this about the effects of, the shutdown yeah. uh, alarming. Doctors raise alarm about health effects of continued coronavirus shutdown, mass casualty incident. And this California, this is today, California, or yesterday, California hospital records record number of suicides. Yep. We've seen a year's worth of suicide attempts in four weeks. Yep. And so you look at that. I mean, these things to me are, are obvious as a pastor. Well, what do you expect is going to happen? We're dealing, we already know we deal with domestic violence. Uh, people are emotionally unstable. A lot of people just are. And then you're saying lock down and you lock, the very people that you don't get along with, yep. you know, you gotta lock into those people and get, and get along. And by the way, here's a, here, here's a gallon of whiskey. I mean, good luck. I mean, that's what they're saying. 
open up the pot stores and open up the oh, yeah. open up the the liquor stores well, and all not? these things. So we see this and we see the economy. We're, what's your thoughts on the economy? Okay, the economy is obviously in terrible shape. The great news, the great news is we've got a, a president who's a businessman who can turn it around. And I, I do, I do believe we just barely have caught it early enough because now it seems like there's this even. Uh, I, no, I won't mention his name. That you know, the, the doctor. That no one wants to mention his name. That do you hear what he said? Well, we probably should start reopening again. Yeah, great. But uh, no, with President Trump, he's a businessman. I can see things. You know, by the time the election comes around, I think we'll make great strides towards reopening. Now, of course, you've got. Uh, about eight of these blue states. You've got all these governors vying to be the worst governor in the United States of America. And it's a close contest, let me tell you, uh, because it's hard to know who's number one of the, of the, the worst because they're all beyond yeah. horrible. Well, I thought that we're in California. I thought California was absolute worst. But I've noticed there's some competition There's out some great there. competition and for California. quite frankly, I mean, not to offend anybody in Michigan or Pennsylvania, but right now I'm thinking I'm more thankful to be living here than there. Yes, you should be. Just with some of these crazy things that are happening. Yeah, and I think this, I think the worst is Ralph Northern of Virginia. Uh, I don't. You heard what he did with the uh, the church that was out there. There was a ch church yeah. uh, out in a small place in Virginia. It holds 200 seating was 235 in the sanctuary. You usually have a 220 show up. They have a rule: you can't have more than uh, 10 people gathering for church services. They had a service with 16 people, and they busted him, cited him for 16 people. The day before, he had a press conference with 22 people in the same room. And so we think there's a little prejudice yeah. against This is Governor Blackface, the one member who said when yeah. a child is born, and yeah. then we're going to decide whether to kill it or not, you know, if it's a botched abortion. Then we find out he's a terrible racist, and yet he yeah. got re-voted in again. Yeah. So he's, he's to me, he's, he's among the worst. He's up yeah. there. They're, they're bad. Well, speaking of elections and... Uh, political candidates. Yep. Joe Biden. I won't mention what he said. <laughs> I'm sure most of you heard what he said yesterday, right? So yeah. I'll avoid that. Good. But sleepy Joe. Left-wing columnist. I, I believe you you had this in one of your uh, mm -hmm. uh, his channels. Katha Paulet. Yep. Had penned an article for the Nation in which she states she would vote for Joe Biden even if he boiled babies and ate them. Yes. Exactly. And I read I read I read what she said. I read the original article. That she wrote, she actually said that, and these are this is yep. how deranged pe people yep. are. So they they hate righteousness and Trump so much, they'll they'll do anything. Yeah, exactly. Deranged with a capital D. No matter what the Democrats do, what Biden does, it doesn't not matter at all because they want to get rid of Donald Trump because they want to get rid of us. They want to get rid. They want the progressive agenda to come back again. And it, it's beyond pathetic because what they're trying to do, these governors of these, they're trying to, they're destroying their economies of their states, like we've seen in California. But with the one hand, the other hand's out to the federal government. Okay, please, like Newsom wants a trillion dollars for the six uh, western states to get back because they've just, you know, mismanaged their money and mismanaged their everything. And again, states can't print money. The, only the government can, so you get money from taxes, but taxes have to have people doing what? Working, right? And if no one's working, there's no money coming into the coffers. So, Yeah, it's a slight problem. Very big problem. Uh, but at the same time, when I, when I look at it, it appears to me that what's really happening is the, the world order is being oh, changed. Big time. At least that's the attempt. That's the agenda. To what, so uh, also, if you look at this right now with Trump, he's in, he's still in the way of this. He sure is. And so when I look at the election, there's talk about 
um, the mail invalid. Yeah, only. cheat by mail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you had some information on that that you reported on. on yeah, your, yeah, the, yeah. You've got uh, they they found actually they found ballots from uh, South Carolina in Maryland. All right, <laughs> yeah, absentee ballots between I think it's from 2012 to, to the last election, 2018. Something like 24 million absentee ballots have gone missing. 24 million. Now, think about this for a second, though, just to talk about the cheat by mail. All right, let's say everybody in the state is going to be voting by mail because that's what they're trying to do. Well, again, all you have to do is send people out, you know, and drive around when the day comes when they know they're mailing. They go in a person's mailbox, takes just that one piece out, you know, nothing else. So they don't know, and they fill it out, and they send it in. You don't need many of those to uh, yeah. change the, the outcome of an election. That would sure be an easy thing to do. I'm sure it is. Yeah. So w w the Bible talks about a new world order coming. Yeah, sure does. And it looks to me like it's being shaped that way. It's big time being shaped, yeah. Tom. Yeah. And it, you know what's interesting? Um, not only is it being shaped, it's it shows to be not really be able to work. The European Union is dead. They're something. Well, we know it's got to be dead because it's 32 nations now. It's got to be 10. With what's happened with the uh, Chinese Communist Party coronavirus, what hits Italy so bad. Uh, Italy asked for help from the other members, and I got Italy, who are you? Never heard of yet. You know, they're supposed to be one big happy family union. And so what's happened is you've got these Italian people, French people, you know, leaders saying the European Union is dead. The euro is dead, too. So we're going to have to get a new currency, and we're going to have to get new, you know, new combination of nations because the globalism doesn't work. Because what's interesting, when push came to shove, Tom, everybody started to act like a populist. They were concerned about their own country. They would know, close the borders. They wouldn't care about the guy next door. In other words, gee, so it, in, in actuality, it doesn't work, does it? Because they're not one for all and all for one. Yeah, they're not. Every, everybody really is. It, it, we are selfish people. Yes, we are. At, at, the, uh, at the core of everything. Yep. And when you, you think of the currency, the EU is not going to work. Let me read a couple of things that you comment on. Them. Sure. Okay, MasterCard joins Blockchain Digital Identity Alliance, ID2020. The payments, from, uh, the payments for MasterCard announced it's joining ID2020 Alliance. The ongoing pandemic has led to the emergence of digital-only solutions mm -hmm. that require users to prove who they are. Digital identity could play a significant role in facilitating access to a range of digital services. There's a quote, we must work together to establish consistency and common standards across the globe that can make this a reality. Addressing challenges mm -hmm. faced by people every day and sparking continued innovation. Yep. Things are going this way. Yeah, I don't know if you've reported on this one. Gordon Brown, the former leftist failed prime minister of the UK on March 26th, said, you know what we need? We just need a small committee of people, whether it be politicians, doctors, you know, economists, that, to run everything for the whole world. You know, because that way we don't have the different countries get involved, the border problems and that. Let's get a small group of people and we'll run everything. And so it sounds familiar, doesn't it? Because we know, according to Revelation 13, the small committee is going to be two, right? The final antichrist and the false prophet. But that mentality is there because they figure, you know, this country doing this, this country doing that. We're just like in the U.S. I have to explain to people all the time from overseas, if you're watching, we have 50 states, 50 governors, and they all can do their own thing. And so you can do something, you go right across the road to the state next to you, and they could be doing something mm -hmm. totally different, just like we have, you're blessed here in Riverside County, right? What you have, I live in L.A. County. We're supposed to wear masks everywhere we go for the next three months, everywhere we go. Once we're out the door, everywhere we go. And, and it's so ridiculous. The, the masks themselves, I'm, I'm reading. They don't work. They, they don't work. They don't work.
I mean, it just, to me, this is just, a, I don't think we're supposed to breathe, breathe our own exhaust. No, no. Yeah, I mean, no. that's what's happening with the mask no. on. And I, and I know some people are wearing them, and, and I know there's a lot of fears, but yeah. I, I'm looking, going, you know, the reports, Fauci was saying before this whole thing started, don't wear a mask, exactly. they don't work. So the WHO said it, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and now it's so very strange. Uh, people are manipulated easily by fears, you think? Yes. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. It's, it's fear, and like you said, Tom, one of the, the most hurtful things I've read was there was a poll done of Americans, and, and they had in the UK, it was very similar. 40% of the people said once everything's over, they're going to be afraid to go out again. It's going to take a while. 16% of the people said they would never be able to go out again the rest of their lives without going out in fear. 16% because of the fear that's, that's been placed on the people that we now, now find out has been totally unwarranted. This whole, you know, um, lockdown we've had, the kind of like arrest in house, house arrest we've all had. Yeah. Well, you can, once you get people to lock into a state of fear, yeah. they can be controlled, easily, mm -hmm. easily manipulated. Mm -hmm. Here's the other thing. You give them a check. Oh, yeah. Just to help them through this problem. You, create, you can create an addiction to the money from the government, too. Yeah, not only that, I, when I was at my uh, dentist the other day, I was getting my teeth cleaned. My, the, the girl who does it, a good friend of mine, I know her and her husband who owns the practice, she said one of the people working there was getting these unemployment checks that were more than they paid her. And so she was staying home. She only came back to work because she was bored. And they pay pretty well, too, at that place. And so the idea is, well, let's get the government take care of you, you know. And, and the government can handle it. The government knows what's best. The, and it, you do get addicted to it, you know. And yeah. you, you know, stay home and play. And, but it's just not what God made us for. He made us to work. Uh, I, I have these. They were sent to me not too long ago. Maybe you can tell me if you, you think this sounds right. Sounds right to me. Uh, this is from someone a friend from Romania. They sent these four steps uh, that to bring around the Communist Party in Romania. Mm -hmm. Number one, create fear among the citizens. Number two, impoverish society so citizens are dependent upon government. Number three, make mass gatherings illegal. Number four, ensure the state controls the media. And they said, what well, the reason they sent this to me is they said their concern is the things they move from, they're watching this develop here in America. You sure that didn't come from Sacramento, California? So, well, <laughs> it's a playbook. Yeah, it's their playbook. It? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. This article here says how fear groupthink yeah. drove unnecessary global lockdowns. And that's what's still happening now. It's groupthink. Yeah, uh, people ask me that today. It, the first out of the box, and unfortunately, Neil Ferguson, the Imperial College of London, was off by a factor of 25 of how many people would die from this. Yeah. But it was the first, the first number that went out, like 2.2 million Americans, 515,000 in the UK, scared everybody to deaths. And in, immediately, you know, you've got this thing, you hear what's going on in, in Wuhan, and you think, well, if it comes here, you know, we don't want 2 million people dying. So immediately, at the first, you you know, you shut down. And the problem, of course, is there wasn't any test to give. We could test who had the virus. We could not test who's already had it and the antibodies. Once that came out, then we come to find out, well, it's not as it seems. Like the two Bakersfield uh, ER doctors yeah. said, at the end of the day, the number of deaths in the state of California will be 0.03% directly with the Chinese Communist Party virus. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, on, um, 
Uh, you were here on February 9th, I remember yes, the I'm, night, yeah. and I asked you about the coronavirus because nobody here had even really heard about it mm. yet. We had been following it, oh, yeah. news things, and, um, and looking at all the various projections, what's really going to happen, but fairly early on you could start to see this wasn't going to develop no. the way that we were starting to be told by mid-March. Not at all. Uh, by the end of March, it was, it, it was very clear, no, this isn't happening like that. Uh, by, uh, I think, the 1st of April, hospitals were already having furloughs. Yeah, exactly. Mid-April. Yep. And, and, you know, watching everything, but it's groupthink. And groupthink can cause people to also do something like receive the mark of the beast. Oh, yeah. Now, now check this out. Okay, this okay. is interesting. Um, crypt, again, back to cryptocurrency. Right. And the coming global tyranny, mm -hmm. which is what the Bible does speak of. Uh, as the coronavirus swept across China in early 2020, several news outlets posted stories about the Chinese government laundering money, not in the traditional sense like drugs, but literally laundering it because of yeah. contamination. Mm -hmm. And I, I read the other day that people are so afraid, like yes. you were saying, yep. not wanting, they're, they're well, not going to go back to normal. No. They're going to wear a mask even no matter how many exactly. reports say these things don't work. Yep. They are not going to touch money they, they don't no. want anything to do with it again no no and that's the part of the problem my wife works you know as in a credit union and they realize you know they have to handle money the people there at the counter because you know for feel for counterfeit this and that and it's you know stuff germs transmit from money we know that and so it'd be a lot cheaper not to have money it might cost money to, you know to print cost money to save cost money to bring in and so the, the, about 80 or 90 percent of the banks I, you know, read recently are working on the trying to find the proper digital currency that, with the, the magic bullet to make sure you know it works. You know, because you have to have a consistent system worldwide, and it's coming obviously because you read Revelation 13, and what does it say? No transaction can be made worldwide without the mark of the beast. Well, how in the world are you going to monitor that? You know, people standing around all around the world when someone's uh, changing cash or something like that. No, it has to be a digital currency, and that's what's coming. And so. Uh, you know, it's, it, it makes sense on a lot of levels for people to do it. They think, you know, but the, the problem is, of course, as we know, Tom, you have to be able to identify yourself some way that this is you. And what, how are you going to be identified? Is this is your account? Is it just a, a secret number? Those, you know, could be hacked like anything. What is unique about each of us? And we have a few things unique about every person. And so, um, you know, we will see. Yeah. The, this uh, article continues and says, government cryptocurrency equals tyranny. The end of paper money and its replacement with government-sponsored cryptocurrency will put unlimited power at the fingertips of government leaders. Totally. And then, this is fascinating, the coronavirus will accelerate the adoption of state-sponsored cryptocurrencies and the elimination of paper currencies. Yep. And in the aftermath of coronavirus, um, the world will, every citizen will push for such, or the world will, in large. Then he asked this question. I thought this was very insightful. Think most people will oppose it? Because right now we're sitting here thinking, uh, no way, I will not take the mark of the beast. I don't want to be part of this, this problem. He says, think most people will oppose it? He says, think again. Adoption of such a system will be quick and easy. The government will simply launch a campaign to claim your digital wallet. To incentivize people to do so, They'll provide an initial deposit of $10,000 or $20,000 or $30,000 or whatever it is, and it gets everybody to buy in. And you look, you go, 
you can see how things are developing that way. Yeah, and, and with a digital wallet, you can't hide it under your mattress, can you? Because the, it's, it's something that's out there. Now, cryptocurrency, we don't want to uh, confuse that with kryptonite, right? Because <laughs> if, even though there may be similar <laughs> truths. But what we're saying here, let's make it clear, Tom, that digital currency is not the mark of the beast. Okay, if that comes, just the right. fact that you use yeah. digital currency, it's not that. Because the mark of the beast will be something knowingly and willingly the people take at that time, the number and the, of the name or the, of the personage, the famous 666 on the right hand and forehead. But uh, again, it, it takes time. But you see, these things have to develop over time and the world's being set up. This is like a dress rehearsal. Do this, don't do this, shelter in place, social distance, wear a mask, and people are doing it, okay? And out of fear, and they're still f afraid, and you got, like, every day you watch the local news. This is how many people uh, have the Chinese Communist Party coronavirus. That's how many people died from it. Well, that's, that's not how you compare it. How many people have had it and don't have it, or, also, you, know, as, uh, you know, don't have the, the symptoms, asymptomatic and that, and we find out that that's the great majority of people where when you start looking at, like, again, the death toll there, um, it's basically the average age, something like 75, 79 in Italy, mm -hmm. and almost everyone that's had it, almost, not, there are exceptions, is that medical problems, pre-existing problems, hypertension, diabetes, heart problems, pulmonary issues, obesity, you know, and so they're, they're candidates for this. But every year, these people, same type of people, die anyway from the flu, right? Because right. when you get old, that's what happens, right? You stop functioning. Yeah. Uh, Last week, I was talking with my guest there, Bob Probert. I think you remember yeah, Bob. Yeah, oh yeah, I know Bob. So he said, he said the average age of somebody dying in America from coronavirus is 78 years old. Yeah. He said the average age of somebody dying in America, period, is 78 years yeah. old. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, wait a minute. So yeah, you yeah, look yeah. at the numbers. You can yeah. manipulate statistics to you can you can move things around to get what you what you want. You can cook the books. Yeah, figures don't lie, but liars figure, right? That's <laughs> the whole thing. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, and so, yeah, that's exactly right. I'm getting questions on the rapture. I'm getting questions on uh, what's going on with Iran and Israel. Good. I'm getting questions on all sorts of things. Um, I, I want to talk about China for just sure. a second. Okay, so uh, uh, Senator Rick Scott says U.S. Yes. is in Cold War II with China. Correct. Uh, no question about it. None. Fill us in a little bit on on. And this is huge, too, because, see, what, what's happened with this um, whole pandemic we have? Some things are going on behind the scenes that are setting the stage for last day's Bible prophecy. One thing that must happen, the U.S. in particular, but also China, needs to be moved out of the Middle East because neither are players in the last days. You don't find either of them there. And so the U.S. is in the process of moving its assets into the Pacific because of what, you know, China is our big enemy. Ted Cruz said it for this century, it's going to be China. Rick Scott's exactly right. So you've got a number of nations now want to have uh, some type of, you know, basically investigation. I think there's 62 of them already signed up to find out how all this happened, how, you know, why we got into this and who's to blame. Well, it's, it's all, it's China to blame all the way. There's no, it's not uh, rocket science. So China and the U.S., here's how I look at it, Tom. I think it's really interesting are going to be at loggerheads with each other here in this part of the world, while the Middle East is really where our eyes should be on, because that's where things are happening right, right now. And it's incredible, the stuff that's going on there. Yes, it is. And that's where I want to head. Okay. Um, I do want to clarify just one more thing before we head sure. there. We need to talk about Israel. We need to talk about these, these covenants that are going on. Right. And Iran. Right. There's so much going on. But I want to just clarify this because it comes up every single week, all week long and it's about the mark of the beast and ID 2020 and so forth. Uh, is this 
the mark of the beast spoken of in Revelation chapter 30. Just to reiterate, no, no, it's not. So think of it like this, if you, if you can, think of it this way, real simple way. Right now, this is being done for a medical purpose. At that time, Revelation 13, it's going to be a moral purpose. You're going to worship the Antichrist. Uh, you will understand, what it's not going to be that you're tricked into worshiping Antichrist. So you're going to know it. There's going to be an angel, Revelation chapter 14, that proclaims to the whole world, do not receive the mark of the beast. So we're not there yet. Don, we're still, as I'm watching things, um, we don't know when the rapture is going to happen. No. But still, there's still some things that need to be developed. Yes. And, and so there's still, I mean, I look at it, it looks to me like there's still some time left. There are. There are. Now, I, also, Agenda 2030 uh, is a UN agenda to bring about this global system by 2030. It's 10 years from now. I look at this as an, as an attempt to push this a little bit further along that path to reach it by 2030, because it's going to take some time. Yeah, it, it is, and that's, that's what we have to realize. There's things that are going on right now that are, that are not only going to take time, but are, are moving in that direction. We could mention not only U.S. moving out of the Middle East, mention Libya. Libya has to have an army for Ezekiel 38 and 39 to be fulfilled. Uh, they're put according to the Scripture, and they don't have an army right now. They've got civil war going on, but what's fascinating, which you really can't make this stuff up, the main countries vying for attention in Libya are both Turkey and Russia, both you know participants at Ezekiel 38, 39. But yeah, it's gonna, there's some time still there. And so it's, the rapture could happen at any time, but there's still a few things need to get set up for all these things in the future. But they're not many, and they're, they're moving in the right direction. Let's put it that way. We don't know how fast they're going to move is the key. Yeah. They do seem to pick, everything seems to be picking up speed. It is. When we look at the end time events or what's prophesied regarding the end time events. Correct. But with that, we, we do not know the day or the hour. We don't there know we when the rapture is going to take place. We do want to be ready for it. I want to get to the rapture before sure. we've done that question came in also. But let's focus on Israel okay. because all of these things are distraction from the time clock. Israel and Jerusalem are the time clock. Correct. So let's head over to Israel, my well, favorite place in the world to mine go. Mine too. And yours too. And so, probably a lot of you, even though you haven't, some of you haven't been there yet, you need to. When yep. you can, you need to go. Get there, gang. Okay, um, so let's start... Sure. with some of the easier things or more fun things to talk about. Uh, new archaeological find under the Western Wall. Yeah. A secret subterranean hideaway. Yeah, that's an interesting one. It, it, uh, you had it on his channels, one right. of the things that you had talked about. Um, you know, I find fascinating about archaeological finds mm -hmm. in Israel is Jesus said uh, when he rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, mm -hmm. he said, uh, if I tell the people not to say Hosanna, right. not to praise me, even the rocks will cry out right. um, if I tell the people to shut, their, shut up. But now the rocks are crying out in yeah. all of the things that are discovered. Yeah, it's really interesting. There's two thoughts here, just real briefly I'll develop. It's Bible archaeology, things that have been found, and Bible prophecy setting the stage for the events in the last day. I did two DVDs for his channel last year that were ancient mysteries of the Bible solved, and each of them basically developed the fact that certain questions or mysteries that we didn't know that such and such existed, that this event happened or that so-and-so lived, have now been solved by, by discoveries that have been made. And I, 
the point I was starting to make, and what I was making in the DVD, are we seeing a pattern here? In other words, here's a question the Bible's put into question whether it's true or not, then something's found to show it's true. Now, the same thing about last day's Bible prophecy, Tom. See, seeing the stage set, seeing the players move into place is something that, you know, the Scripture's already written. We know what's there. But watching events not only confirm the past, but also confirm what the Bible says about the future. When this happens over and over and over and over again, don't you think maybe there's a supernatural mind behind all this that's doing this? That's, that should be the obvious conclusion. Because to me, it's mind-boggling to watch all these things take place. But you like to mention, here we got in Jerusalem, underneath, you know, we've got, you know, at the level like the, of the Jesus time, these rooms there. And that's well, where yeah. they come from. So more mysteries, more things to be uh, investigated. It's fascinating. The more that's uncovered, the more mysterious things are. Yep. But at the same time, the more it's proof yeah. that Jerusalem belongs to the Lord. Well that's, well, that's just it, because they found, you know, vessels there at the time of the destruction of the second temple, at the time of Jesus, that, that are Jewish, is, you know, Jewish. Israelite, yeah. Have you ever discovered Palestinian coins or artifacts? No, and if you do, you've, you've been had, you know. Uh, just, just if you like, if you find a coin on it and it says 20 B.C., be very suspicious, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway. I say, you know, that's funny. Yep. You know, that is funny. So, but, but in Jerusalem, coming out of the city of David, right. you know, you go down by uh, the, the Pool of Siloam. Right. And there's always somebody down there selling coins, a Palestinian. Yes. That's always selling coins. Yep. They're knockoff Israel coins. They're not real, but. Yeah, the, yeah they're not real. The, the, the fake widow the fake one, thing. Yeah, the fake widow's yeah. might. <laughs> Those are some of the Palestinian coins that are yep. there. And I, I want to be careful, too, because in Israel and in Jerusalem especially, both you and I have become friends with both Jews and Palestinians. Oh, big time, yeah. And what, what Americans, we, because we hear things on the news, we assume everybody is Palestinian wants to kill everybody that's Jew or everybody. Not at all. That's not the case. Most people want to get along. Most of them are decent yeah. people, just like most yeah. Muslims are decent people. Yeah. It's just the percentage that's not, you know, that's the problem. Yeah. It, and the, that percentage that's not can be, a, can be a big problem. Big problem. Okay. Let's go to the, the covenant, the Trump, the Trump covenant. Okay. Um, well, let me ask you this first. You look at Daniel chapter 9. Right. Daniel chapter 9 has the covenant that's going to be confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be your guess on what would be a contents in that covenant? Oh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, Daniel 9.27 says it's the, that starts the final seven-year period, the confirming of a covenant, meaning it might have been already ratified and just confirmed uh, with, to Israel by this final Antichrist, showing he is in a position you know, to do something like this. It seems to me what probably is in it is somehow, and I don't know how he's going to pull this off, is to allow the Jews to build their temple again. Because that seems to be theoretically even impossible in the, you know, you can't even pray on the Temple Mount now if you're a Jew or a Christian. You can't, you can't do anything. Any, uh, one a bride about a year or so ago, uh, after they got married, they went up to the Temple Mount, her and her new husband, and, and someone saw her lips moving silently, and they arrested her. And that's ridiculous. This is the most important place in Israel. There's supposed to be freedom of worship everywhere. And uh, so I, it, you know, if I'm going to guess, something about the temple may be part of this. Don't know, because at, in the same passage there, it says halfway through this period, the sacrifices are stopped. So they may, the two may indeed be linked together. Don't know, but it very well could be. Yeah. And we have a gold dome yep. that is on the Temple Mount right now yep. that uh, is a little bit of a challenge. Yes. Uh, so you would say, but yeah. Yeah, the history of that, I'm sure you've explained that before, right, to the people, why it was built and that, and, you know. 
Go for it. Yeah, when the Muslim conquerors came in in AD 637, they came into Jerusalem and they, they found the pa Greek patriarch there, Sophronius. They said, uh, uh, where the Temple Mount was a mess, which is like a big garbage dump. They made him gravel in the muck, gravel around. Where, where did the temple stand? He took him and showed him a spot. And so that is a place they built this, not a, not a mosque, a shrine, a shrine, the Dome of the Rock shrine there. It eventually became, uh, in the recent years, a holy spot, but it wasn't, you know, historically. And so the reason they built it, so a new temple would never be built, a third temple wouldn't be built, because they got this golden dome, the shrine over that. So that's to keep the Jews from building the third temple. Why they also keep the eastern gate shut, too. They're in the, uh, the, in the Shulaman built, you know, in the, uh, the Turkish period around the walls, because they figure, well, the Messiah can't come in now, because <laughs> we, we shut the gate. Yeah. And then they built a mosque on the inside, too. If they go, oh, it definitely can't come in now because we just built a mosque inside yeah. here. And so that's going to stop. Yeah, yeah it's going to stop. stop everything. Yeah. These, yeah. these things are going to stop the Jewish Messiah exactly. from, re from well, coming. That's, that's what they're thinking. So, yeah. uh, so we look at this. Trump has this covenant. Right. Um, and there's details of the covenant and land for peace is mm -hmm. still involved in that. Um, it's interesting so I saw a, re in fact, I think you may have posted it today. Uh, let me find it here. Um, that the concern is that if, uh, okay, here it is. Israeli ambassador, apply sovereignty yes. quickly because Biden may win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ron, uh, what's his name? Ron D. Uh, he basically said he's the Israeli ambassador to the UN. And he said, quickly, we have to apply sovereignty to Judea Samaria, uh, to this annexation, because if Biden wins, Biden has already come out and said, you know, that's an obstacle to peace. I think there's nine Democratic senators, at least, that have said, or maybe 19 that wrote a, a letter to Israel saying, don't, this is an obstacle to peace by basically annexing, you know, areas of Judea and Samaria, which do belong to Israel. You know, there's no question about it. But... Uh, so there's kind of a, a rush on that. The, but the problem is something we haven't talked about. There is a new government in Israel right now. Mm -hmm. And it is, uh, let's put it this way. I don't give it real long to still exist. They've, what Netanyahu did after three elections, he got together with the Benny Gantz, the leader of the Blue and White Party. 17 members of that joined uh, his coalition. They have, I think, 72, 73 seats now in the Knesset. But he got people the same day, the first day of the Knesset standing up and, you know, members of the cabinet saying just the opposite things that they're going to do. And the big thing is Benjamin Netanyahu goes on trial today in Israel uh, because he's got charged for three different things. That's the bad news. The good news, by the time all the appeals are over, you know, even if he was convicted, it would take five years. So, you know, that's how yeah. justice grinds slow. But uh, at least uh, he says he can still rule and reign with that. But the problem is he's got the prime minister in waiting um, Gantz, who has said in his party, said we don't like the idea of, of the annexation right now, and if they just, if they hold it off for a little while, if you know Biden, it almost sounds like a saying Biden could win. It's almost you know it's 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 hard to conceive, but it's not impossible, unfortunately, uh, because of it's strange. It's I mean, strange. Yeah, I, I, I I'm having a hard time. I'm not saying it's from a political standpoint. No, not at but all. But I'm looking at at him. He speaks, and I'm thinking. So this guy's going to give an, a, an acceptance speech. What would, I mean, it would be the laughing stock of, every, it would be almost, I don't know, I, I'm very opinionated. I need to be careful right now. Be careful. Okay. But, I understand. Uh, yeah. Same but, here, though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's shocking to my mind to actually think it. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Okay, through no fault of his own, he's 77 years of age. When you get up there, sometimes, you know, 
mental problems, dementia sets in. Anybody that's seen him know he's got at least the early stages of that. Now, he wasn't the, the brightest guy in the world to begin with. Let's face it that way. He really wasn't. But <laughs> bottom line is, he's, you know, he's got some issues. And I, I just think it's horrible that the people that are putting him out, putting him forward, and think he's going to be the person that can lead the entire world when he... Every, almost every sentence, he can't put a couple of complete sentences together. He has gaffes. He doesn't, he doesn't understand anything. It's just mistake after mistake after mistake. And it's, it's just rather, rather yeah. bizarre, you know. I have a hard time believing that the Democratic Party actually thinks Biden's going to uh, run the country even well, he if he wins the presidency. Well, he wouldn't run the country So my all. thinking is it's a setup. Yeah, of course. Put him in, and then we can move on and get and conform things to the way we yeah, want them. Yeah, now to I'm, I'm going to say something that's a little bit different. Probably what you've heard, what I've thought. If let's say, for sake of argument, and this is not impossible, gang. It really isn't that he could win. Um, the cheat by mail thing could could put, could make the difference. If he's in, the power behind it. People say it's going to be George Soros. It's going to be. Barack Obama, Michelle Obama. No, you know who it's going to be? It's going to be his wife, Jill Biden. She is the one pushing him out there, and she is the power behind the throne and being the wife of the president. You know, she can pull him in. I see her. It's, she's the one has got delusions of grandeur there. And, you know, and it's, she's a total control freak. If you watch, you know, he doesn't get too far out of her sight. So I'm, I'm you know, concerned of what she does because she'd be in effect running the country now whoever they put in as vice president of course unless they want to go to the 25th amendment and you know give him the heave ho because he's not mentally capable unfortunately they don't have tests like that before they you know run for office do they <laughs> or else he would make it but no i'm uh, you know i look at her and i think this woman's you know talk about power hungry because she's got a can you imagine your your spouse is out there in the public making a fool of himself or herself, and you, you're the one pushing them forward just because of your own power and that? To me, it's, it's really, really pathetic. And so um, I can see that of her, you know, well, now Joe's got to take a rest. And, she, you know, when she goes and closes the door and whoever comes in is because she says so. So I think that's, that's often forgotten there, uh, whether George Soros or whoever else might be. Uh, the wife there is a huge, huge control freak. That's interesting. Yep. Uh, there's Ahab and Jezebel were a, That's right. a, a team in the Bible. Big time. Yeah. Um, the uh, with Benny Gantz. Yes. Um, in Israel, he is not pro anything that I teach. No, no. And no. it's hard for uh, evangelical Christians to understand that there's so many Jews that are not pro Israel. Oh yeah. And not even pro Jew. Oh no. Um, yeah, right. Even Chuck Schumer is Jewish, yeah. and he's not pro-Israel. Um, Diane Feinstein yep. be another one uh, in America, but also Benny Gantz over in Israel. There's a large section of people that are not pro-Israel that live in Israel that are Jewish, Israeli Jews. Yeah, and uh, they're, they're leftists. They just, uh, they hate really, many of them hate the state of Israel. They hate Netanyahu, just like there's the hatred of the Trump derangement syndrome here. And they're willing to sacrifice their own country, just like a lot of people here, just to get rid of Netanyahu, get rid of him out of office and put this leftist guy in there. Again, Gantz isn't the brightest guy either. He's a, he was a general, but you can be a general. There's the political generals and the warrior generals. He was the political type. He went into business. He was kind of like a failed businessman. He got thrust as the head of this party. But here is the weird situation, gang. I was watching this. When Gantz decided to uh, you know, try and make an overture to Netanyahu and his blue and white party split up, he 
was getting, like in the latest polling in Israel, Netanyahu could have won something like 66 seats, easily formed a new government. So what was the reason for trying to align himself with this loser guy that has no, you know, he's got no federation now because the blue and white party made up of these three different parties had splintered. Gantz has like 17 members. These other guys aren't going to have anything to do with him anymore. But Netanyahu quickly, you know, glommed on to him to form a government. And the main reason was why? Because he was going to trial and because they were going, they had enough votes, 61 in the Knesset, even though they had 59 on the Likud in that party, to, to basically pass a law that would say a, a raiding prime minister cannot you know, form a government if they're under indictment. And because he's under indictment, it would have been kaput for him. So because of that, uh, here we, we have the, the here coalition. We here we are. So uh, keeping with Israel, uh, this article, Israel must gear up for battle against the International Criminal Court, the yeah. ICC. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. the whole world is going to be against Israel. Um, yes. And you look at this, the ICC, International Criminal Court, but now it's becoming a real threat yes. to Israel. It wasn't a real threat before, but now it is. Wait, here's the problem. The ICC is a kangaroo court. It's a joke. It's made of a bunch of uh, countries that are anti-Semitic. The United States and Israel don't belong to them, so it has no authority over them. That's what the U.S. says, you know. Yet they're going ahead because they're they're arguing for the state of Palestine. Well, wait a minute now. Is the state of Palestine doesn't exist, does it? So it never existed. What's the history? Oh, well, what's, what's the history on Palestine? Well, Palestine is the name by an early Roman emperor that changed the name of Judea because the Judea represents the Jews to. Palestine means the land of the Philistines because they wanted to have, uh, rid any type of uh, reference to the Jews living there. And so when you talk about Palestine, you talk about a land that was, you know, um, part of the land was occupied by the Philistines. So when you say Palestine and Palestinian, there's no such thing as a Palestinian people. They never have existed. Yasser Arafat, the great leader of the Palestinian people, was born in Egypt. They're from other countries around. They were working in the country uh, during the time in 48 war. And all of a sudden, well, the, the whole history of that's really interesting. Real briefly, what happened was Israel in 48 did this miraculous job and, uh, you know, and surviving against the war of in the war of independence. And the whole world marveled at them. Well, you can't have the whole world marveling, marveling at Israel, you know, their resolve in that. So you had to create someone beneath Israel that Israel is basically trouncing down apartheid. Ergo, the Palestinians were created. So you look at apartheid. Israel is accused of being apartheid yeah. state. Um, what, what's a... I, What's apartheid? Apartheid means you, you separate people, you know, because of the race. You put them in a place where they're not able to succeed, to survive. South Africa is the place what they've done that, of course, too, for many, many years. And you don't give them the same rights as the rest of the people. Remember when David Tall was here, and we talked about Abu Ghosh. Abu Ghosh was one of the five cities, Arab cities, on the way to Tel Aviv that during the War of Independence did not fight on the side of the Arabs, but fought on the side of Israel, all right? Abu Ghosh today is known as what? The city of millionaires, because these Arabs at state could work in a free society, in a capitalistic society. And again, when we go to Israel, I don't know if you guys still do it, the last meal we have is at a restaurant, Arab restaurant, Abu Ghosh. Yeah, so the last time it was, uh, I think it was our October trip for anybody that's there in October. That's where we had, Bill, you remember that? That food was outstanding. It's, it's fabulous food. <laughs> it was great. It was there, But I highly recommend not drinking the, the Turkish coffee if you're going on an 18-hour flight. No, it will I, keep you up. I had I, three of them, and, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. They were great, but, uh, yeah. I love that Turkish coffee. Isn't it great? It's the I best going. I, I, I love the Yeah, Turkish everybody coffee. gave theirs to me because they didn't want to drink it. And I, how, who am I to refuse that? But it, was, it didn't it make for hard. a good flight. For 
it's very hard to refuse. It is hard to refuse. So back to the apartheid state. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would mean if Israel's really an apartheid state, the Muslims wouldn't be able to vote. Correct. Uh, they wouldn't be able to work. There'd be, but don't they have equal rights? Of course they do. Yeah. So it, it's absurd when you hear these these uh, uh, people that are proclaiming it's an apartheid state. Yeah, it's a lie. It's a lie. There's 150,000 Palestinians in the Jordan Valley that don't want to be part of a Palestinian state. They want to be part of Israel because of the rights they have. They don't want people like Mahmoud Abbas or, the, or Hamas ruling them. And so they know they've got it well. They've got it good. And yet um, we hear, again, the drumbeat over and over again, like Goebbels said, or, you know, say it often enough, you know, the propaganda. People will believe it, keep spreading the big lie, and that's what's going on. Yeah. Uh, let's get to some questions sure. online. And if you have questions here, Pastor Henry has a microphone. He'll come around and get them also. Uh, Pastor Harry, excuse me, where is Pastor Harry? There he is. Pastor Harry. Did I call you Pastor Henry? <laughs> Pastor That's Henry's not Pastor the other guy. Henry. Pastor Henry. Pastor so, Henry interviewed me on Monday. but Yeah, you, just, you were up there yeah, with just Pastor great Henry the other day. Brilliant Praise guy. Lord. Um, question, is Iran getting ready to attack Israel? Yes. Um, Anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, well, yeah, was, yes, <laughs> it's a yes or no. Yeah, okay. It was about three weeks ago. It was the weirdest week. On Monday, Iran came out and said, you know what? We now have the capability with our drones not only come all the way to Israel with precision from Iran, but also to bring, you know, weapons with us to hit the people. We've, we've done that. The next day, they say our cruise missiles now have been so precise, precisely in tune because with the 2015 Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, there's nothing said about their ballistic missile program. They've been able to test them. The, the cruise missiles can now hit Israel. And the cruise missiles, again, remember, go by the surface. They're very hard to detect. We can now do that. That was day number two. Day number three in the week, they set up a satellite. It actually stayed up this time. An Iranian satellite that would have a guidance system for missiles, drones, etc., etc., that would come from Iran. Day four of the week, they said, now, we've just developed this radar from 400 to 600 kilometers outside of our borders. Anything in that is going to be able to be spotted by us. That was all in one week. And so they're telling Israel, like, nah, 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 nah. look what we're going to do to you. And, that, and then, um, I don't know if we've mentioned it here, it was, um, it was after we were there. They, um, there was a, a couple months ago, there was a um, unveiling, an underground area of Iran, some underground tunnel facility where they brought out a 59-foot or 18-meter missile. And, they, and the missile could have a warhead from one to 2,000 pounds. If they enrich uranium to weapons grade, and they put it on that, it could reach Israel, okay, number one. Number two, Khomeini has written a book called One Missile, because that's all it's gonna take, because Israel's a small country. This missile, if it hit, you know, it, it was precise, hit Israel, it would destroy everything there simply because of the, the, the smallness of the country. And so Iran is showing this to the world. Now, Israel, and this is what I keep saying, Tom, Israel's not going to put up with that forever. There has to be some type of regional conflict. I can't see any, I, something has to happen. Because last week, uh, we had uh, a, 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 an attack a cyber attack on Israel's water structure and their and uh, their whole water treatment facility and that from Iran and then Israel in turn attacked Iran's port the one that you know they unloaded and offload the oil there they're not supposed to be able to have and uh, basically shut all that down so Israel has shown they have the capability of doing this uh, just to show them look you do this to us we can do this to you what else they're going to have the capability of doing we don't know and so it's going to be real real interesting yeah. to find out so things are escalating Big time. Um, I think there could be 
a regional battle before I do e too. Ezekiel 38 even hit. Yeah, yeah, because, see, it, it's not Ezekiel 38. I keep having to mention this. Number one, Iran is the protagonist, not Russia, which the Bible says is going to be Russia. Number two, the U.S. is not there. We're, the, we're still there to respond. Number three, Israel will, it will be caught unaware, Ezekiel 38. Eight. Uh, they're anything but unaware right now. They're ready for this. So is, you've got the wrong uh, leadership there. The uh, U.S. is in the way, and Israel is, is loaded for bear, ready for them. So yeah. it's not the same thing. There's also a war, that I, I, a battle that I believe, well, it's going to end in a night, that I believe is still coming in the future. The Damascus, Isaiah chapter 17, do you still believe that's in the future? Uh, not sure. Possible. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not against, I'm not as, uh, in my book, The Timeline of 50 Last Days Events, I give various options, and um, I'm not, a, I don't know. I, I honestly don't. I can, you know, when I wrote this, it, it could very well be. Damascus being destroyed because it's never been destroyed. Um, but it, it looks like it's been destroyed if you see pictures. Oh of my it. gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, and it's it's very sad. There's really no country of Syria left. You've got just different sections, different uh, leaders, you know, groups, militias, and that running it. It's really well, actually, Iran and Russia are running Syria right now. Um, those who run in the country. Here's this uh, outcry. Uh, this is one of your things you report on, as tomb of Mordecai and Esther oh, yeah. in Iran were set ablaze. Yeah, the two, remember, and this to me was so poetic, it was on the exact date where 72 years to the day which the world recognized, the, uh, you know, the May 14th, the modern state of Israel was reborn. And at that day, that was set afire in, in Iran, remember, it's ancient Persia, the tomb of Mordecai and Esther. Now, what's to me poetic about that, because we live at a time like Esther, because remember, she, mm -hmm. uh, Mordecai, I said, you got to go in front of the king. Well, wait a minute, now he hadn't called me. He could cut off my head. And what did Mordecai say, those famous words? Uh, for such a time as this. Yeah, maybe you're here for such a time yeah. as this, because she literally saved the country. God had her there for such a time. Isn't it interesting the attack that yeah. for such a time as this, when we know God is intervening um, miraculously uh, to keep Israel still there, even there, though they're in unbelief. Yeah, I would say also, I, I thought about this for such a time as this, and reading this story also about Mordecai and Esther in, in Iran, what's happened, and then knowing the biblical account, um, the Bible says that Haman conspired. Totally. It was a conspiracy yes. against God and his people, the Jews. Yep. And people like us are really, uh, we have this fingers pointing at us from other ministries, at least I do. I'm sure you have had a little oh, yeah. bit of, of, well, you're into conspiracies. Well, no, no more than God was in the Bible yeah. with Haman conspiring against God and his people. And God's called us, and, and you guys too, you're prophecy people. We are watchmen, watch yeah. women. Uh, we pay attention to these things that are biblical. We, we have the warnings of these things. And we pay attention to them because Satan has always conspired against God and yeah. conspired exactly. against his people. And uh, so I find that interesting just with the whole Mordecai and Esther uh, yeah, I thought the timing was real interesting during the midst of this Chinese Communist Party coronavirus that's hitting the whole world. Yeah, it's, it, it is interesting that this happens during this time. Yeah, for such a time for as, such a time as, as this. this. Um, we have any questions here yet? Here's one right here. Okay. What's your take on uh, these churches that are going to open up on the 31st, especially the mega churches? where you got to call in, 
and they give you a number or a ticket, and uh, you can't get in unless you got a ticket or you've called in. Uh, for you call into the church? Yes. Uh, well, the church can do that if they want, I guess. Is that what you mean to limit the seating? It could be something like that. It is. But let me seat, throw yeah. out a question that might help might help address what you're getting at. This one came in, also, Don. Um, I gotta find it. Ugh, oh, it's in here. It was really good. Uh, here it is. Okay. Uh, question. Some say obey government. Some say yep. stand up for rights, especially with regard to church. Both sides say the Bible is the source of their opinion. What does the Bible say? Stand or obey in this regard. Well, I know what Pastor Tim Thompson has done. Right. Uh, Jack Hibbs is really the one leading yes. this May 31 uh, opening up of the churches. I know what we've done. Um, in fact, with, with Pastor Jack, I told him I was part of this uh, May 31 group, and then I signed the agreement that went to Newsom and, uh, with Bob Tyler, as you Good. know. And then uh, the next day, I text Jack, and I said, I decided I can't wait till the 31st. So we opened yep. early, yep. Good for you. but for all these things. But at the same time, it, I'm going, am I going to obey God, or am I going to obey man? That's the way I viewed it in this regard. There's so many things the church has not stood up for. Yep. They haven't stood up for righteousness. They haven't stood up uh, the killing of babies uh, with abortion. So many things the church hasn't. Um, Don, I, I'm look at what's happening right now uh, with churches. Trump says churches are essential. We have a court that says no, they're not. That shows me the end game. Yeah. With with what the Ninth Circuit did yesterday, no, they're not. Well, wait a minute. What is really going on with this lockdown? Yeah. Didn't I remember reading somewhere that uh, two of the disciples were told you're no longer to speak in the name of Jesus here around the yeah. temple. Yeah. And what was the response again, Tom? Remind yeah. me. What did uh, they say? Should I obey man or should I obey God? Yeah, sorry. Listen, I'm going to obey God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, here's the thing. Initially, when there wasn't a certainty of the, the amount of fatalities that this Chinese Communist Party coronavirus would bring across the U.S. and the rest of the world, you know, you can see, you know, for a while, at least checking it out and, and locking down just out of the sake of, you know, you know, just be security, right? You know, and just, and that, that makes sense at the beginning, but once we find out it's not what it's claimed to be, why in the world are we putting the churches at the bottom of the pile? In Illinois, it's number five of a list of five here. They've moved up, I guess, to three from four to California. But we're almost, you know, like in the same categories, right? Sporting events, things like that. Yes. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll frame it a, a little bit more for everybody here to understand. Yeah. So being in these meetings with uh, right. Jack and everybody, um, Governor Newsom, state of California, in one of the phases, it became clear, this goes back about four or five weeks, that churches were not going to be allowed to open until the fall. So you probably aren't hearing that in the news unless you're paying attention no. to some of the underlying things. So that's what caused me to say, well, wait a minute, this whole thing is really alarming and very fishy. Yes. What is really going on here? Plus, at the same time, they're talking about round two of coronavirus is going to hit at the end of fall. Well, guess what? Churches are never going to be open. So I, I've started getting suspicious of this very early on. So I'm looking and going, wait a minute. Uh, no, I, I, 
the commandment in Hebrews chapter 10 is clear. Do not forsake the meeting together as some have done, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And I'm blessed to know you. I'm blessed to know uh, Jack Hibbs. Uh, Pastor Tim is a partner church with us, 412 Church. And um, Bob Tyler also uh, is is with us. And so it's a great team. But, you know, people died that churches would be able to gather together and worship. People are dying today in other countries because they do gather. Exactly. And they gather, they risk their lives. And we over here in America are like, well, no, let's just not worry about it. Don't make it an issue. No, Jesus is our Lord. Yep. And he, he is supposed to be corporately worshipped. Yep, I, indeed. And um, if we let them get away with that, like you said, Newsom actually about a week ago was musing about a third wave of Chinese Communist Party coronavirus when we haven't even had a second wave. Now remember, this is the same governor. I didn't let him get away with it. On March 19th, here's what he said. We have to lock down California because by May 20th, 56% of the people of California will either have it in the hospital or die from it, over half the population of 40 million. Now, if my math's right, that's something like 22, 23 million people. Um, the death rate, uh, you know, is a little over 3,000. The total number of people, and again, that's probably inflated in the Cal- state of California, hadn't even hit 100,000 yet. And he's saying together that would be uh, 22 million. We haven't hit 100,000. Yeah. And that's the reason. Now, okay. If it's not happening, why still the lockdown? Why, like, again, I live in L.A. County. Why do we have to wear masks for the next 90 days? When it, you know, why do we have to do this? Yeah. Simply because um, the, the figures just lie, you know, uh, belie what they're saying. But yet they're doing it anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, I absolutely doesn't make any sense other than a strong delusion exactly. that's come upon our leaders. And it, 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 I mean, how else could I think of another way? Could I think of another way to describe it? I can't. No. Um, there's this. We're, we're going all over the place. Sure. Ready? Why not? A Vatican is moving full steam in courtship of Beijing. Oh, totally. Yeah. Just, you know, it's interesting. You've got the Democrat Party, you've got the NBA, you've got Hollywood, you've got the Vatican all kissing up to China for whatever reason. The Vatican wants to keep good relations with China no matter what. So you don't hear any Democratic congressman, you don't hear any person from Hollywood, you don't hear any person from the NBA, you don't hear anybody from the Vatican official spokesman say anything negative about China. When it's obvious, we're all in this mess because of one thing and one thing alone, China weaponized the Chinese Communist Party coronavirus by sending people out into the world knowingly. These poor people, it's not their fault. They were sent out the Chinese New Year to particularly Italy, the Lombard region in the north, knowing they're going to infect people left and right. In Italy, uh, there are something like 300,000 Chinese living in that particular area. Uh, many of them have three families living together in a 1,500-square-foot house. You think it's going to spread the, uh, the virus? It certainly did. And Italy was for a long time at the top of the nations there apart from the US and China of the number of deaths that were there. So it's terrible what they've done. They could they they're 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 at war with us. They they want to defeat us. We don't under, see we don't think like commies. We don't think like they think. They want to destroy us. And the best way of doing it is spread the misery because once it, it got out there, Xi Jinping disappeared for six weeks from public view. And the idea was he's probably trying to figure out what do I do now, you know, because uh, we, we we don't want to just keep it here. And then what they do is they have all their bots out saying, you know, blaming the U.S. and all, and you know, YouTube is, you know, allowing them to do that and other things, of saying what well, was actually the U.S. brought it there in like uh, this last summer because there was some type of, of sporting event or something there where they, the military released at that particular time, and it's all the big bad Yanks' fault, you know. 
uh, speaking of YouTube, yeah. um, does it seem to you that there's been censoring? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, funny you say it. Now, I have just, I, I've never, well, since the last time I was here, in fact, it was only a few weeks ago, I actually went back on Facebook. I had a nine-year hiatus where I didn't go on, but I thought I'd go on now and try and encourage people, okay? And, in fact, we still have a few, you know, we, we hit the 5,000 mark because you can't do more than that on the personal one. But then I went through and I found like 50 of them were, were you know, phony, what do you call them, si you know, things. That they, they deactivated their site, so I still got room for about 20 more if anybody wants to try it. Uh, to get back on. But what was interesting about that, I put the story out about two weeks ago, all right, from that chief medical officer of Ventura County. Remember that story? Mm -hmm. He basically said, we've got a pilot program here in Ventura. We're going to go and find everybody, tag them, you know, the contact tracing of people that got the Chinese Communist Party coronavirus, and we're going to isolate them. Now, if they're in a, a group of family, we don't want the rest of the family to get it. We're going to isolate them from the family. And it's not only us. This program is going to go out throughout the state of California. Well, the blowback was, what do you mean? You're going to come to my house and take my six-year-old out of here? You're going to do something like that? How dare you? Oh, I was, I, you know, you misunderstood what I had to say. No, I didn't misunderstand anything. I repeated that story word for word, and I got a little thing from Facebook, you know, something about the community standards. Mm -hmm. I've, uh, and I just repeated what this guy said in Ventura. That, yeah. Oh, great. So I'm trying to be very careful how long I, I last there. Um, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be wise the way I say things because they're key words they look at. Now. But I, I found out all I was doing was repeating what this guy said yeah. and what he, what he meant, too. Because uh, Newsom said the same thing, you know, have all these thousands of people going on, tracing everybody yeah. and find out who they've come in contact with. Right. Oh, and, uh, you know, you saw the thing, too, that James sent us about that latest update from, um, you mentioned that yet? What is, no. You don't remember from Apple? Uh, What's that? Uh, you said amen to that. Mary, the, Jim Cadiz, remember the software update, remember? Oh, yeah, the software, I'm sorry. Software, that, Jim, that I, software. I wasn't sure. You yeah, mean software. when we were texting back and we're, forth We're texting about. back and forth. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Have you explained uh, it to them yet, what's going yes. on? Yes. Okay, okay, so good, good. look at your, no, I haven't explained it. I haven't met we, with them yet. Oh, well, not I haven't yet. met with anybody. You better tell them. Except Sunday morning, right? Okay, well. So if you pull out your phone, you can do this right now, you go to your settings. Yep. Might as well do it while you're sitting here. Yeah, please Some do. Some of you have probably already done this. Yeah. But if you haven't, now it's an opportunity for you to, to do it. Um, and you go to, uh, let me see, where is it, Don? It's the updates, right? It's, you want to find where you don't do automatic updates. Right. You got to go to your settings, your settings. And somewhere. I don't know. Your updates. Let me see. You got to go to my updates. And you get a, you get hit one or two little other things there. Yeah. You hit your, you know, uh, Don, can you remind me how to operate a phone? Um, I cannot remember this. I, you I, I don't your, remember either. You go to your settings. You go to your updates. And you click on it, yeah. and here it is. You, you go to your, um, there it is. You go to your general. Yeah, general. And, and you got an, I, I have an iPhone. You go to your updates, and it says this. iOS 13.5 uh, speeds up access to the passcode field on devices with face ID when you are wearing a face mask and introduces the exposure notification API to support COVID-19 contact tracing apps from public health authorities. You get what that says? Yeah. Uh, uh, it would be in your settings on Android, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, I don't know if they do. But this is this thing that Apple did. Well, yeah. Apple, I thought Google did it also. And it Google did also, just too. just Apple. I, I thought don't know. they did. I'm not, uh, Google um, did. I'm not on the dark side of the force, so I wouldn't know. So I just I just use Apple. So, <laughs> so I have an iPhone. That, that's on okay. there. Yeah. So this is basically telling you, um, let's say you sh here's the problem, right? You can shut off your updates, right? Your automatic right. updates. 
But the problem is sooner or later you're going to get a new phone. Exactly. Yeah. It's there's, gonna be there's literally going to be no way to escape from this. Yeah. And what it is, it's 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 the same thing that they do in China with the social, you know, all the social, you know, uh, following. You've got to be the social credits there. You they're, they're following who you see, what you do and that sort of thing. And, you know, they're able to trace who you're with, that sort of thing. In other words, it's total control. But it's it's what China's doing now with all its citizens. It's going to be on your phone. It's going to be permanently there, and so w under the guise of so we're going to find out who's got you know Chinese Communist Party coronavirus, and so you got you know you want to make sure you're 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 staying away from them, and uh, you know or if they, you've got it, they're staying away from you because it's on your app. So like in China, if um, if you're one of the people that are got the downer on the social credit, your 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 phone if you, let's say you're one of the good guys, your phone will beep telling you, hey, this guy next to you, is, you know, is, is, he's a loser because he's on the, the bad side here. In other words, you're a marked person. Well, the same mm -hmm. thing is going to be right. there too. Yeah. Right. It was a year, two years uh, ago, or a year ago anyways, we were talking about chi the uh, um, Chinese uh, social credit right. system and predicting that this cr type of credit system will come to the rest of the world. Totally. Because you're going to have leaders in the world that are going to want to have that same control. Mm -hmm. You have these megalomaniacs that lead countries and lead nations. Why would you not? And it's only going to get more efficient yes. as time goes. And that's what's happening now. This is more efficient. Yep. Um, the coronavirus is, is, is a uh, it's just a sped up the entire process. Yeah, exactly. And it's under the guise of, for your own health sake, you need to know if someone standing next to you has been, you know, is still contaminated with it so you can keep your social distance apart. And But it also tells somebody where you're at every moment and, and very clearly and uh, yes, it does. following you wherever you Following go. you, being able to track you when you come into a church. Mm -hmm. Just saying, all right? Of course. So that, that's real. I'm not saying it's a scary. I'm saying this reality. is the yeah. reality of the world that we live in. Yeah. And, uh, and we're going to hear more and more. I'll keep you updated. Don will keep you updated right. on these things. But this is our world. Yeah. And the Bible told us what it was going to look like. Uh, Joe Biden, we're, we're going to end actually a half hour ago. Did you know that? And then we decided to go till 5. Now it's almost uh, it's 5.10. Can we go a little bit longer? I hope it's okay with everybody online. Sure. Okay. So... Joe Biden. Right. Back to Joe. Okay. Grads will redefine what it means to be a global citizen. Correct. Correct. That's what he said. We're going to redefine what it means to be a global citizen, not a U.S. citizen. One of the greatest lines Donald Trump uttered was early in his uh, presidency. He said, I wasn't elected to be president of the world. I was elected to be president of the United States of America. Yeah. That's who my primary view is of that. Yeah. And that is a great line. And that's exactly what he is. Yeah. But Biden, you know, the globalist, the global citizen. And he said also, same thing Cuomo said, we can use this whole thing to fundamentally, fundamentally rechange the whole country of America, fundamentally change it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what he said. They both said it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you look at secular reports, especially financial reports that, that teach you how to make money and things, they are seeing you need to prepare to work in the new world order. What they're not talking about politically new world order, they're talking about the new world order of doing business. Yeah. We understand the whole, the whole package. It's not just business, it's politics, and it's this global system that is coming. Well, yeah, and that's why these multinational companies, even you know, that are from here, have no affinity for America. They're, they're, you know, they're worldwide, it's the bottom 
the whole bottom line is the dollar. You know, they they have to make money. That's why you got the supply line there in China and or in India, which has to be stopped because we can make things better, cheaper, faster in America if we get given the chance. American ingenuity can always do that, but you know, unfortunately, they've sold out to the Chinese and in some cases India where we're making things over there and if something happens like we've seen with the, with the drugs that are in that we get from China or something's going on in India we've got both of these countries have said well you know we'll work on it but you've got to kind of do this in other words total extortion you know we'll get you your drugs if you do this or yeah. if you don't do total that. extortion total extortion That's exactly what it was and what it still, still is, is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, the rapture of the church yes Okay, uh, some people say it's not in the Bible. I get, I get hit up with more people hating my thoughts on the pre-tribulation rapture of the church than I ever have before. Um, <laughs> uh, I believe that the church is going to be raptured, caught up to meet the Lord in the air before the tribulation begins. Yeah. Your thoughts on, on the rapture, well, and well, it so, is taught in the Bible. Yeah, so does it? the Bible. It is taught. First of all, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17, the word rapture is in the Bible. And people say, no, it's not. Yes, it is. So I pull out my Bible, and I show up. Now, the Bible's in Latin, but it's still, that's where we get the word from. Repare is the, the word. It means to be caught up, snatched up, and that is a biblical term. It, it Basically, it came to make, it's a verb in in, in Latin, it's a noun, we make it the rapture, an event. You know, it's just speaking of something the Bible talks about happening. Now, he talks about it in two different places, 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians 4. The fact that he talks about it twice, it means something. It, you know, and it means that someday, you know, the dead in Christ will rise first, and we which are alive will be, you know, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And while we're caught up, we're changed, you know, transformed. That is, the rapture is the catching up and the transformation that takes place at that particular time is something that's taught in the Bible. First Corinthians 15, this mortal should put on immortal at the last trump. This, uh, you know, more, uh, this corruptible will put on incorruption. That's got to mean something, you know, and is it during um, be, this last seven-year period, is it before it? We believe it's before it because First Thessalonians 1.10 says we're waiting uh, for the Son of God to be real, revealed from heaven who will rescue us from the coming wrath. And then First Thessalonians 5.9, he says God has not appointed us to wrath but to deliverance through Christ. Well, this is the deliverance from the period of the time that's coming in the world. And so I, I you know, strongly, strong, the more I study, the more I believe it. And basically because all other theories have tremendous holes in them. They really do. They're not, you know, they're people that are, will argue for them. And uh, I just I just don't see it at all. The more I study it, the more I'm convinced of that. Now, having said that, if you want to believe something else, I don't care. You know, there's seven views that Christians hold. And I have people in the past come up to me and they, I think I mentioned this before. Hi, I'm post-trib. Well, is that your first name, your last name, or is that <laughs> your both names, you know? And, um, and I, I don't say that, I just think that. And I say, great, great. And they look, great, yeah, that's okay. Anything else? Well, don't you want to say anything? Why? Obviously, you, you, your, your mind, you know, why should I talk to them? Their mind's made up. But anyway, they're Christians that hold different points of view. We just think they're, they're, they're wrong in this. But, um, you know, uh, and, but we don't have usually the same courtesy extend us, do we, Tom, that we? Uh, no, not with the videos that come to me. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and the other <laughs> things that are said. But we are not saved by our belief in the timing of the rapture. Not, not at all. We're saved by Jesus Christ. Correct, correct. In our, in our faith yeah. in him. He, exactly, he's our, yeah. He's our savior, so it's okay to have a different opinion. Yeah. Um, although I do think it's wrong to have that opinion. And my opinion's right, and so is yours. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he, this is how I work. 
I have an idea, and if you agree with it, then I know it's right. Okay, well, you're in dangerous territory there. But, but, but here, here's the thing, you know, um, it, it, to me, for many reasons, it makes sense that that would take place. Otherwise, we'd be looking for Antichrist instead of Jesus Christ. I'm not looking forward, like one of my old professors said, to the judgments of Revelation 6 through 18. That is not my blessed hope. Believe me, looking for that. But you'd have yeah. to be. And then one of the main things, too, people often forget about, if we're going through that period, where's all the admonitions to prepare for it, to make sure we're all ready for it, to, you know, to, uh, you know, have build in, you know, caves, freeze-dried food and something like that, or be able to head for the hills. You never see anything like that in Scripture, do you? No. No, because we're going to escape that time that yeah. comes on the earth. Well, you, what you do hear is this argument, and it doesn't work, but you can answer it, that, well, wait a minute, Jesus says, in this world you will have tribulation. Right. Um, they say, therefore, we're going to go into the tribulation. Not at all. You will have it because of the fallen world system. The great tribulation is the wrath of God on an unbelieving world. It's the wrath of the Lamb. It's called the time of Jacob's trouble, where Israel experiences this trouble because they're turning their back on the Messiah. That means the church age is gone, made up of Jews and Gentiles. This is a, a time when God deals again with Israel. Now, the point is wrath, you know, uh, yeah, again, this is the wrath of the Lamb. We're going to have tribulation. Uh, again, just because a similar word is used doesn't mean it's the same thing. It's used in various contexts to mean a number of different things. It's not really a very good argument, but it's used often, and people usually raise their voice louder, and then they, they think they've won. So, you know. Yeah, that's it. Listen, our hope, uh, one last thing. Sure. You mentioned we don't know when the rapture no, not take at all. place. Uh, it looks to me and to you that there's still some time I for think some so. of these things to develop I believe that so. need to be developed to the place that the Bible yeah. uh, explains to them how they're going to be enforced. Um, there's also a lot of resistance right now. Uh, now, however, if the rapture were to happen this week, yeah. things could change dramatically in the speed that things would get done. Exactly. In other words, that could open the door for these things to happen immediately. Yeah. If, it, if things go on the way they are, it's, it, it'll, it might take a while, but if that takes place, yeah. all bets are off. The restrainer. Restrainer, the restrainer is exactly. gone. Exactly, we're gone. Yeah. And then literally all hell breaks loose on this yeah. planet because you've got the man of peace, the final Antichrist comes. He's guy with all the answers and the wrath of God, you know, comes there. You know, the judgment is there upon the unbelieving world for turning their back on Christ. It's a terrible time, Tom. It's going to happen. But the good news is people don't have to be part of it. It'll be an exceptionally deceiving time. Yes. And deception is, we can already tell how deception is working how delusion is taking yep. over people's minds. Mm -hmm. So we can, we, we can see everything going that direction. Right. Uh, but with that, our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Sure is. And uh, we are going to be home with him Amen. Uh, one day. One and day. Uh, we're going to be living with him forever and ever sure and ever. Are. And what is happening now with COVID-19 is absolutely nothing compared to what is coming. Doesn't compare. And right. we are not, again, need to answer this one last thing. Are we in the tribulation now? No. no. Thank you very much. Because I get that all the time too. We are in the tribulation. Here's the reasons why. And we are not in the tribulation. We are moving forward until Jesus comes. Yeah. And so my last admonition here is, look, gang, we got to make the most of the time right now. We see how dark it's getting out there. We see things we couldn't even imagine a few months ago in our country that we're seeing. It's not going to get better. It's going to get darker, but God's going to win victories now more than ever before. So on the one hand, it's going to get lighter and darker at the same time. In other words, it's not going to be any gray areas. I think you're going to be either, you know, either on this side or the other side because you're going to, you know, have to take a stand, right? Yep.
And we are seeing that real separation right now. In fact, one of the questions Very much that so. came, I got a lot of questions that came in on I'm sorry if you guys had a bunch too, but we probably kind of, kind of wrap up. We yeah. went 35 minutes over. Um, you need me to wrap up? But we, but we do see this division. We see it taking places between churches, uh, within churches, between pastors. And there's different opinions that are forming, and people are becoming very resolute in their opinion. This is what I know. The Bible teaches us these things so we can be well-informed, so that we will be ready, so that as we witness this weird stuff going on, we have a place to put it in our mind and in our heart. And God gives us these prophetic scriptures so we will be ready and we can go, aha, all these things just mean that Jesus is coming. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going to pray and then we're done. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for bringing Don here safely. Take him home safely. We thank you. Protect him as he has such an incredibly busy schedule right now. Give him rest and uh, continue to strengthen him. May you help all of us to be faithful, to press forward in your name, uh, in, for your glory, Lord, until you call us home. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Don. God bless you all. I'll be in touch. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.